unbelievable redemption for Rashid Khan against his former franchise on a day, on a rare off day with the ball. He's ensured he's done the job with the bat. Uh, he's managed two sixes of the final two balls to ensure the 22 that uh, the Gujarat Titans needed of the final over was achieved. More than that was achieved between him and Rahul Tevatya. They've managed to put in 71 runs in 32 balls. Poor Marco Janssen, hero one day. And um, then, well, villain's a harsh word, but not on the, on the next. He's gone for 63 of his four overs. It gives us plenty to discuss as the Gujarat Titans have gunned down this chase of 196. They've managed 199 for five. All five wickets falling to Umran Malik, whose outstanding bowling effort is unfortunately on the losing side. So, with Dan Vittorio and Chris Lynn on Maruti Suzuki Presents, ESPN Rigan for T20 timeout, powered by Kunain 5G. Let's get first thoughts. Dan, what do you, what do you say after a win like that? Sunrisers need to win the toss. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. They can't win and do it. I mean, that's that's just a great game of cricket. I mean, there's there's you can pick holes in the way that Sunrisers bowled, but I think you have to reflect on Tawadi and Rashid Khan in that situation. I mean, seventy or thirty-one balls when it felt like the game was gone. Um, clean striking, six hitting, putting pressure back on bowlers, and it's that's T20 cricket. It was amazing. Yeah. Let me get Chris Lynn's first thoughts as well, and he especially with uh, every ball in that last over being almost an event in itself. Yeah, it was great viewing. And you saw the frustration of Murali on the sideline, but also want to give credit to Ruben Saha. Um, you know, came out, played his shots, but he, he also um, kept going, even though, um, you know, instead of grabbing a single or, or uh, off the last ball, he, he kept the foot on the throat, but kept uh, applying pressure and, and made life easier for, for the other guys. Um, but yeah, great, great viewing, hell of a game. Yeah, let's just try and have so many parts to cover because we've had so many incidents. This game has ebbed and flowed uh, in both innings. But we must break it down to the final over with 22 to get. Uh, and you've got Janssen. You'd almost pack a bowler, I'd, I'd like to think, with 22 to get. A fast bowler, one who's been player of the match in the previous game. What's he got wrong in that, uh, Marco Janssen, if you have to start there? Oh, I just It felt like he, he was out of kilter in terms of knowing what he wanted to bowl. So he's... He was hoping to bowl the perfect ball, and when he didn't get away from it, he went to something different. So it didn't feel like there was, a, I suppose, the right sequencing for him and understanding of what he needed to do in that, in that last over. And, that, and that's probably just an experience thing. You saw Kane go up to him a lot and talk to him, and that would have given him some calmness about what he wanted to do. And you saw him get a good ball in. He bowled length to Rashi Khan, wide length. Um, he missed it. Then he went back to that, that wide Yorker and, mm. and got hit for six, and then it was almost inevitable that he was going to go length but he went straight and just gave Rashid Khan enough time. So, I, I, look, there's been so many bowlers who have been through this in, this in these situations. So all you can say is that he, he has, needs to understand what his best ball is in those situations and can he execute it better. Mm, so what would have been the best ball then in the last two? I, I, I think the way Rashid Khan sets up, you've got to be brave enough to bowl that length ball wide. It's almost, it's almost I mean, Rashid Khan's modelled his batting on Dhoni, hasn't he? And, and if you're brave enough as a bowler to Dhoni, you hit length. Um, because he wants, he hits that Yorker so well, he can pick up the bouncer, um, but length sometimes gets him in trouble, gets himself in trouble. So if you're brave enough at the death to bowl length, I think it was the right option in that situation. Mm, there were a couple of those balls that full toss that was carved for six, uh, and I think that's when, as Chris Lynn points out, camera pointed went to Murtaya Murlidharan. If my lip reading skills are any good, <laughs> Lenny, it was basically him saying, "Why is he bowling full?" You know, which 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 you think a Yorker is a good ball to try and bowl, but your your analysis of that last over and what Janssen should have been bowling? 
Um, yeah, look, it's easy from where we're sitting, but that length or even slow and wide, take all the pace off the ball and make them sort of create the pace. Um, again, it's it's very easy here, but it's it's either that or you've got to go straight at you know their heel, take away the breathing space, the arm space, uh, you know, to, to free the arms up. So um, again, hindsight's wonderful, but you know, Marco's going to be better off for it. I don't think you can. You know, he can dwell on too much. Yes, he went for 63, but um, it happens. And, and, you know, it was depends how dewy it was as well. It's not easy to hold that ball. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, he's, he's a hungry, hungry cricketer. And he's going to go back, um, you know, reflect on this game, identify the fact that, you know, wickets up front is the key. But ultimately, if you don't get wickets up front, where's, where's your death options? Let's try now your death options. And, um, you know, throughout the tournament there hasn't been someone that's actually nailed it every game so mm. he's not alone in that sense as dan said um but yeah it's uh, for a young cricketer it's all about you know how can he mentally come back from that yes it does get quite um yeah it is difficult with the, in the world we live in with the social media and whatnot so hopefully he can take it in his stride and and use it as um, fuel to come back stronger mm. okay fair enough before we get into the titans itself and credit to rashid khan and raul tevatia Maybe we'll just finish off the Sunrisers chat about their death. The management of the bowlers for the last few uh, was Williamson right in keeping Marco Janssen for the end. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar ended up bowling the 18th. Uh, your Umran Malik bowl out before that. Was this the right sort of lineup of bowlers for the last five? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a there's a school of thought that you the penultimate over is the most important. So so you want to hand over 20 to 30 <laughs> to the the less experienced. Um, Bowler and Marco Jensen, and then then hope he can defend it. Um, and so that that was the plan. You see, Bhuvaneshwar coming a little bit early, Nataraja, they they they're, they're experienced death bowlers. And so, I think Kane's thinking would be let's let's hand as many as we can to Marco Jensen and, and back him to get the job done. And, and unfortunately, probably I think it was was it the the last ball the, of the second to last over went for yeah. six. So that yeah. just just added and compiled on that little bit of pressure. Um, and unfortunately for him, he was wasn't up to it tonight, but. It's, it is a very tough situation. We keep saying mm. that even the great bowlers fail in this in this scenario. Yeah, and to be fair, we have to give credit to the batters now because there were uh, timely boundaries by Rashid Khan and Tevatia even before that final over of Marco Hansen. It was a six of Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, a couple of overs back by Rashid. Uh, Tevatia was putting in the odd boundary. You know, Chris, when you look at that batting lineup and you think Hardik's batting at three, Miller at four, and you think, oh, they might be short on batting, but somehow they seem to have this ability to continue playing big shots, even if it's Tewatia at five and Rashid Khan at seven. I mean, Rashid Khan, the batter, has not been used as much in this league as he has in a lot of leagues in the world. Something about this team, I guess, that still gets the job done with the batting they have? Yeah, you look at that lineup, look at it now, and you say there's Miller there at five, and then you've got Tewatia, but then Manahar, Rashid Khan, Lockie Ferguson, Alzari Joseph, they can all hold the bat. Um, you know, they're um they can hit boundaries as well so they're just finding a way to win and finding ways to scramble to victories i suppose um you know they put themselves you know in tricky situations in the last over or two um and they just again winning's a habit so they're just finding ways to win games of cricket um and and hardik's just having a dream run as, as a you know first time skipper yeah i mean the, david miller himself said this didn't he after the chennai game they could have easily lost five out of four out of five. They've won five out of six. This is again in that category of games where it looked for all money that they shouldn't be winning, yet they're winning. Does that 
tell you something as a franchise as to what this season could be for the Titans? I think so. You, I mean, you sometimes tend to overread these performances, and but you value, you value the individuals who stepped up in, in those occasions. Tawadi has done it enough times now to, to sense that he is a closer. He's a guy who, who can manage these situations because of his, his succeeding ability. So to have that, to have Shubhan Gill, obviously the top of the order, Hardik Pandya, um, and I'm glad Lenny pointed out Saha because we were missed yep. that, that his 66 or 30-odd ball 38, yeah. was, was the probably the defining innings. And, and we, we probably sat back and thought that Sunrisers could have bowled better to him, could have restricted him, um, fed his strengths, which is off the hip and behind mm. square. Um, but still, he scored the runs. And, and that set up um, Tawadia and the Rashid Khan at the back end. So if they're all, these little individual performances are coming, plus the fact we think they're a pretty balanced bowling lineup, there's yep. a couple of off days today, um, th- there'll be some belief in that Gujarat team. Yeah, I mean, Tevatia is a fascinating story because you wonder whether it was a one, it was a one season Tevatia or a one season wonder, or one game wonder. And now we're seeing this happen more regularly in this season for the Titans, Lily, than we saw over a couple of seasons for the Rajasthan Royals. Something that's improved in just Tevatia's six hitting ability? Uh, I, yeah, you, you look at the layers that he's got. I just like his, um, you know, his hunger. Yeah, he plays with that bit of mongrel as well. He's, he's always willing to get in the fight regardless of the situation of the game. And and that flows into his batting, I believe. Um, he's only a little man, hits a ball, you know, can hit the ball 360 degrees. So uh, the fact that he's hungry to, you know, win every every um, contest, every ball is a huge, um, you know, sign for me that, you know, he can, yeah, he can play high runners. Um, you know, it's he's got the skill. He got, we haven't seen enough of him with the ball, to be honest. I think he's actually a really skill, skillful bowler. So I, no doubt his opportunity will come. But um, what he's proving to be uh, is a match winner, as Dan said. And you mm. look at that lineup. Yes, they um, haven't, you know, been consistent, you know, with their runs. But everyone's played a part. We talk about match winning innings. How everyone can try and win, you know, two off their own bat. You know, I think this team is, you know, the epitome of that. I mean, if you look at him as a batter setting up, you think, right, team should be able to plan against him because he has that one preferred slot. He likes to go down on a knee and hit over the leg side. Doesn't seem to be as easy to find an answer, though. No, he has, he has some reach with that, with that swing plane. Um, there's, a, there's, there's obviously areas that, he, that he's very strong with, and I think teams are, are trying to execute with that Yorker, and if they miss slightly, then he's, he's too good for them. And so it'll be interesting where the teams are brave enough to, to look to use the short ball to take a bit more off yeah. off pace to him. But it seemed like it was a, a full setup of let's just go straight Yorkers and try and execute. And, and he was too good today. Got down on that front knee and tried to whip whip guys as well. So, look, I think we you should, once players perform like this number of times, it's almost like we don't overthink it. We just realise mm. how good is he. Yeah, yeah, simple as that. Tebatia too good. Uh, Rashid Khan too good with bad. Ridhiman Saha. Uh, Chris, how much, how, how vital were the first six in this chase? Gujarat have had a problem through this tournament of getting starts. They've had to chop and change. Matthew Wade's gone out. Saha's come in. I guess those first six overs, now you look back at it, that's that's perhaps set the tempo? Oh, you've got to set the platform. And that's why, um, you know, guys like Twatia and Rashid Khan, they, they, master, they can master the cameos, but those bigger innings like the 70s or 80s, they haven't been there for them. So without Ridham and Saha's 68, then there's, you know, then I can see, you know, Sunrise's Hyderabad winning this fixture quite comfortably. So, 
um, you know, like I'm looking at David Miller as the only guy building a big innings or in the past that, have, that has done it before. He would have had to get 100 if, if Saha didn't get him off to a flyer. Mm. Uh, what he did is also just apply pressure to Kane to maybe use a bowler or two uh, earlier than required. Um, all that does is just add a bit of pressure to the bowling lineup rather than, you know, him be able to fall into his, his plans. And, um, you know, credit to him. He'd come out there, um, played without fear, took the game on, uh, wasn't afraid to keep going as I mentioned um, and all in all um, I, as I said if he doesn't get him off to a fly in that power play then the game's done and dusted hmm. Could Sunrisers have bowled any better to him? Yeah I think so I think they, they did, like I talked about they fed his strengths and that was either on his hip where he could just pick it up and hit through that uh, deep backward square area or they were very full and hmm. so I think when we've seen Saha struggle it's with that, that straight length and maybe taking a little bit of pace off it so look it's it's you would say it's a, it was an off performance for Sunrisers as a bowling unit, apart from Umar and Malik. Um, but we're, we're one game removed from saying how, how good a bowling unit they are. So I think, I think they can move on really quickly as a bowling unit and just say there's a couple of areas we need to improve on. But as Sunrisers have proven with this batting performance is that they deserve yeah. to be in this top four. Yeah, yeah well done. They do the good job. Right and simple as that. Now we spent so much time uh, not talking about Umar and Malik because of how this game is eventually... Ended up, but we have to talk about him, surely. Five wickets, all five falling to Umran, who now registers uh, the best figures in this year's IPL, certainly his best uh, figures in T20 cricket, and gee, looks the part. Yeah, I hadn't seen too much of him before these last few games, and it's, it's, a, it's an athlete sprinting in with a, with a beautiful action, and you see that seam position that he gets, and the pace is obviously the thing that people will most talk about, but I think he's proven himself as an, as an accurate bowler over these last last few games he seems to be out of the power play where he was a little bit expensive and now Sunrisers, Kane, the management are using him straight after the power play as an attacking weapon and I don't think they want to expose him to the to the power play and I don't think they want to expose him to the death they want to get an attacking option through those middle stages and, and he's rewarding that through his consistency and and I can't think of a bad ball I think people mm. question him on the width that he bowled early on it didn't feel like there was any width at all and to hurry someone up like Hardik Pandya early yeah. on shows that, that that pace is such an asset. Yeah, seems to be improving as the tournament's gone on. Chris, when had a few off games initially, something's changed, right? Yeah, he's just learning every game, isn't he? He's got the backing of, of Tom Moody and the crew. Um, you know, you've got Dale Stone as, as your bowling coach, so it's pretty... Uh, you know, there'd be some pretty good conversations I could imagine happening off the field uh, and aggressive conversations on how we're going to, you know, nearly use him as a bully throughout the middle. Um, the bonus of bowling outside the power plays, you can have, you know, guys on the on the boundary, but also the guys in close can really hustle in. And if he wants to try and bully a guy and keep him on strike, he's got the ability to do that uh, with his good pace and bounce. So I like the fact that he's just trying to drive the game and, and speed up the game when the ball's in his hand and he's not afraid to bowl his bouncer and, and all his deliveries. And, and mm. mind you, his execution's been pretty spot on as well. Hardik Pandya wicket's an event too in itself because we saw as the tournament went deeper that suddenly the fielders who traditionally are in front of square on the, on the boundary have all moved behind <laughs> and it seems to be an attacking position or catch proper catching position as we saw today Dan. Yeah it must be fun for Kane some creative fields yeah. um, you can see that that pace generates an anxiety amongst batsmen and, and not just tail enders it's it's all batsmen I think we don't often see 
uh, bowlers get around that 153, 154 mark. That, that's exceptional pace. That's a rarity that we, 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 we haven't seen, I suppose, consistently from the likes of a Lee or a Rochelle Bakhtar or a Sean Tate. So to see that is a huge part of the game now. You can see the excitement factor that it brings a bit of X, mm. X factor. Um, so I think he's the sort of bowler that if they can continue and use him in that situation, have some fun with those fields, um, do something different, then he's going to continue to do well for them. Mm. Uh, could it have been a dare to keep him run for the depth, perhaps? Or no, no, no I, th I think, I think they, they knew what they were doing the whole way along. And I think probably in a lot of ways they never thought they would need to defend 23 off the last over because they were going so well. And they, they thought they could get a wicket. I thought even... Uh, Bhuvaneshwar bowled well and his yeah. little bit to come back before potentially that last over. But uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hang anyone for to, tonight's sure. performances from Sunrisers. I think they can move on pretty quickly. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think this will be a recurring conversation, Chris, with regards to Umran Malik. But the temptation will always be that this guy has got something which a lot of other guys don't. How close is he to an India call-up? There is a World Cup this year. Would you want him fast-tracked, fitting sort of phrase for him, into this Indian side? Look, I, I think from the outside looking in, definitely. Uh, the fact that the wickets uh, are bouncy here in Australia um, and, and you need that, um, I suppose, that youth and just that guys that haven't played against him as such. Um, you know, there's we've seen basically... Oh, sorry, you keep going back to who do you drop because it's such a formidable lineup. Mm. But I'd love, I'd love to see this guy in the World Cup, and you know he's going to you know, take the world by storm if he does get a chance at international level. But um, yeah, it's lucky that I'm not a selective for India. India, it's probably the hardest job in the world, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he's definitely got the, um, he's got the ability to, and the fact that he's learning so quickly as well, that's probably yeah. impressed me more than anything. He's always got that raw pace, but it's all about that cricket IQ now. Uh, which is developing every game and, and is very, very impressive. Mm, I mean, you know best, management for such a player is crucial. He was a net bowler until last year, went very quickly to uh, being a retention for the Sunrisers and now we're halfway through an IPL season. So is this in keeping with the pace of his management that he could get an India call-up as soon as after the IPL? Potentially. It might be the best thing for him in terms of coming under that, that umbrella of um, BCCI or... NCA and they can manage his workloads because there's a there's a temptation for a player of this pace just to keep bowling and I'm reflecting on my conversations with Shane Bond and, and the fact that he thought the more you bowled the slower you got so you had to actually time time when you needed to bowl um, otherwise it just it, it wore you down and, and, and subcontinent when you use as a net bowler you go on tours and things like that then the workload could get a bit much for him so there's, there's, a, there's a gem here and it's just how it's looked after um, in the next couple of years for Indian cricket and how to get the best out of them. But, but I'd, I'd love to see him in that, that next T20 series because I think there'll be some yeah. players who are, who are rested and it's an ideal opportunity for, for someone like him to come in, home conditions and, and get a feel from him at that level. Mm. You always tend to believe that what we're seeing in the IPL may or may not be an accurate reflection of what we may see at the World Cup. In the case of his skill set, even at the international level, do you see him causing problems? I do, um, as long as he's utilised, I suppose, like he is in this comp. I think, yeah, it's a really good point. You have to temper some of your thinking around him because there are some players that you won't see in the international game. Um, you'll have some longer tails. You'll have Trent Bolt batting at eight. You won't <laughs> see that in the international cricket. So uh, I do believe that, that that pace translates to success in international cricket. 
he could also be one of two seamers or three seamers if he's in India 11. One being Bumrah and I don't know who the third will be. Deepak Chahar, Harshal Patel, Shami, I don't know who he's challenging. He's playing as one of four seamers here in a bit of a comfort zone. Do you see that as a challenge when he comes, when he plays for an Indian side? Well, the challenge is when you go into an international setup, the expectation is you can bowl 1 to 20. And whilst we're trying to put you in your optimal bowling position, which the Sunrisers have done, the, the game gets away from us. We have to chop and change. Um, we probably want more than two death bowling options. So if it's Boomer and Harshal Patel, normally they'd have the luxury of a Shami or a Deepak Chahar um, to come in and bowl the be another option as well, Shadow Thakur as well, mm. those sorts of guys. If Umar and Malik's just set for those middle stages, it may um, hinder some of the plans. But there's, there's no reason why he can't just come and bowl just as fast as the death. Um, mm. As long as he bowls that way, I think if he tries to bowl Yorkers, he may, may get himself in a bit of trouble. Here's mm. last word on Umran from you, Chris, just purely looking at what he has to offer. There's raw pace, or is there something more to this now? Is it now getting nuanced, tempered? Can this guy be bowling tougher overs at the death, or maybe even in the power play? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. You want it. You want him to nail his role first, which is what he's doing. But um, you know, we've seen guys at the death this year that are normally pretty good go for go for plenty. Um, look, it's probably about and, and Kane's probably the right man to um, you know know this being skipper and Tom Moody from the sidelines. But um, you know, give him that opportunity to do it when the game's sealed. Um, when there's less pressure, don't destroy him in the deep end, say in a finals match. Um, you know, when, if he hasn't done it before, um, just because he bowls fast. Um, obviously, the beauty is, you know, bowling throughout the middle. Ideally, he's bowling to um, five, six, seven, and they've taken some early wickets up front. And that's when your pace becomes, you know, next level. And not only can you get wickets, but you, you, the batters can't get off strike. They're not good enough to get off, off strike at guys bowling 153, 154. So, um, you know, in a perfect world, he can bowl death overs when he's bowling at, you know, mm. 8, 9, 10, 11. Um, and just get, get him, you know, feel comfortable that way. But um, right now, I think it's, you know, just hold back, hold your horses and, and don't throw him in the deep end just yet. Mm, okay. Well, wonderful game. These sorts of games, hard to pick a player of the match at times. Wonder if the result is going to influence you. Say that that player of the match must come from Gujarat. Would it be Saha? Would it be Tevatia? Would you still give it to Umran Malik? Wonder who sort of made the most impress biggest impression today. No, I, I always give the man of the match the winning team. I, I, I think it might be Tuatia in the end, just to sneak yeah, over. Sure. Um, Saha and Rashid Khan put forward obvious, obvious cases, um, but I think Tuatia just that he he got it going mm. and he handed it off to Rashid Khan. Obviously, did a fantastic job, but. 40 off 21 balls uh, when it felt like there was no hope. I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it to him. I hope was falling when Tevatia was at the other end. That's when Umran Malik was getting wickets. So, you understand that, Chris? Would you agree? Tevatia or someone else? Yeah, I'm on the same boat as Dan. Obviously, it's got to go to someone in the winning side. So, uh, who made the biggest impact in the game? Was it was it Saha? Um, I'm going to say yes. Um, because if, if he doesn't get those 68 runs, then... Rahul Twardy has got to get a lot more. Um, so I'm going to go the other way and, and, and go with um, Ruben Saha up the top. But, you know, if you could, and, and I'm all for giving out plenty of awards, as you know, um, <laughs> give, it all, give it to three of them. Yeah, yeah, all right. I, I think you started that on one pitch and you finished it on another. But, but you've gone with, you've <laughs> gone with Riddhiman Saha. Yes, it is. And as far as awards go, I think Umran Malik's going to outdo Lockie Ferguson and even Alzari Joseph to pick up this fastest ball award that's being awarded after every IPL game. So, 
Uh, yeah, well done to him. We'll be getting something at least at the end of it. Points table will reflect this is a huge win for the Titans. They sit uh, uh, above the others with 14 points this season. Just seems like it's going to go their way. So many tough wins, unlikely wins in those seven. They only lost to the Sunrisers in the reverse fixture. Uh, marginal defeat doesn't, doesn't cost them as much on net run rate. They still occupy a top four position. Big game against Delhi and uh, Kolkata tomorrow in the IPL. Before we leave you, the Maruti Suzuki Driving School poll of the day. Uh, we asked you who you think will take the most wickets in the Gujarat Hyderabad match. And uh, we went with, uh, uh, you, a number of you went with Umran Malik. That would have been absolutely right. So Umran Malik with five would get you on the right side of the Maruti Suzuki Driving School poll of the day. Uh, maybe before I just leave you two, Titans surely in the playoffs now? When you've got 14 in eight, hard to get it, hard to go against that now? Yeah, absolutely. I think we talked about 16 points being the, the magic number and they need to win one of their, one of their next six games. So I, th and I think the, the, those individuals that are playing so well can get them to, to two, three, four more wins. So, and I think they'll be desperate to, to finish top of the table mm. um, because it just sets a tone for those playoffs. Yeah, go with that, Lenny. This should be the first edition. Finish in the top two, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, I'd like to see Lucknow up there as well. Great for the two new teams, new franchises to build a fan base and um, you know really get around it. it. There'd be nothing worse than them sitting down the the other end of the table. So um, yeah, for sure they'll be up there in the uh, definitely the top two in my eyes for Gujarat. Uh, let's just hope Lucknow can um, finish up there as well. All right. Big thank you to Chris Lynn as to Dan Vittori. Wonderful game then that we had the pleasure of talking about on Maruti Suzuki Presents ESPN Rick and Four T20 Timeout powered by Ico 95. You join us tomorrow, 7 o'clock, just after the toss uh, for Delhi v Kolkata. Until then, it's, if you're a Gujarat fan, it's a wonderful night for you. Good night.